mai, Heidi mai, ki tēnei hōtaka. Welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Happy Wednesday, great to have you here. Wallace Tappan with you now. Uh, due to predict strong wind gusts, Auckland Harbour Bridge will be operating with four lanes in east direction during this evening's peak travel period. Take extra care, especially if you are in a light or high-sided vehicle. So strong winds, Auckland Harbour Bridge. And also... State Highway 87, uh, Kyburn to Altrim, snow and ice, do take care there. Road users are advised to take extra care when travelling that route on State Highway 87. On the panel, education first up, uh, an historic deal. The government has agreed to fund a $4.4 billion package to t- settle teachers and principals agreements, described as an historic deal. Is it enough to keep teachers in teaching? Also, one-third of New Zealand workers are thinking of quitting and moving to the lucky country, swapping Dave Dobbin for chisel, spates for atuis. Are you planning at this moment to move to Australia? Let the panel know. And is it okay to pop an air tag into your 12-year-old's shoe to be able to keep track of them. It's a growing trend overseas. Is it a great pragmatic safety measure or surveillance gone terribly wrong? Very keen on your responses. Also today, I want to hear from you. What is it like to make a mid-career job change? We are all afraid of change, but what change did you do? Insurance to dog walkies? Data analyst to life coach? Glass blower? To hedge fund analysts, text me 2101, email the panel at rnz.co.nz. Our panel today, Alexia Russell, freelance journalist. Alexia, welcome. Good afternoon. Yes, well, afternoon. Thank you. <laughs> also, it's took me so long to yeah. get here over the harbour bridge. Yes, indeed. And Phil Taylor, partner with Tompkins Wake, chairperson with Sport Waikato. Phil, kia ora. Good to have you back on the panel. Kia ora, Wallace. Now, firstly, to Donald J. Trump. Today, an indictment was unsealed, charging Donald J. Trump with conspiring to defraud the United States, conspiring to disenfranchise voters, and conspiring and attempting to obstruct an official proceeding. Obstructing a congressional proceeding and conspiracy against rights in connection with an alleged plan to overturn the presidential election. These charges signify an extraordinary moment in U.S. history, says the New York Times. But the Trump campaign, they say, quoting, these un-American witch hunts will fail and President Trump will be re-elected to the White House so he can save our country from the abuse, the incompetence and corruption. With us is a specialist in international law, Professor Al Gillespie at Waikato University. Professor Gillespie, welcome. Sure, Wallace. Yeah, look, being charged over attempts to use the levers, levers of government power to remain in office against the will of voters, that's the New York Times. Quite an extraordinary moment in American history. It, it is an extraordinary moment. I mean, he's got three other trials already set before the November 5th election. This one is particularly unique because this one is about defrauding the electorate of the Americans of the United States. Defrauding uh, the electorate of the Americans of the United States. Isn't the sort of, uh, it seems to be the sort of criminal charges that one might hear in a failed state. Has any other American president tried to remain in office like this, Al? No, this is unique. The closest I can think of a precedent is someone like President Nixon, 
brought up was Watergate, which involved the theft of or stealing documents from the opposition party. Mr. Trump's involved with a trial with trying to steal the American election. Can you explain the charges a little bit more, Al? You've got four main charges. You've got conspiracy to to defraud the United States, which is kind of a catch-all charge. You've got obstruction of an official proceeding, which is about Biden's particular process to become president. You've got conspiracy to obstruction, which was about the actual riot. And then the most important one is conspiracy against rights. And it's the last one, which is the historic one that goes back to just after the Civil War was used against the Ku Klux Klan, the KKK. And it has many implications. Goodness, yeah, well, um, pretty big in the international press. There are New York Times doing a live uh, news feed about it, The Guardian as well. Not as big here, nonetheless. Um, pretty interesting stuff stateside, Alexia Russell. Yeah, well, as my son was saying, at this point, Trump's followers are pretty much at cult's level because look at the mess that he's left behind him. And this is absolutely astounding, isn't it? Determined to remain in power. As Alice just said, he's he's got a very complicated calendar next year. He's facing other trials, the Stormy Daniels one and the keeping the documents in his bathroom one. I mean, it's just, it's just completely nuts. I and mean, would it actually be cheaper to sort of build a little mini White House for him, surround it by security people and never let him out again? Do you have an answer there, Al? <laughs> or perhaps well, I, not? I think the mini, well, I mean, it's going to the mini White House could end up being a prison because a number of these charges have got very heavy penalties with them. I mean, the Espionage Act is 10 years. These new ones between five years and 10 years, or possibly even up to 20 years, depending on what actually it comes down to. There's nothing in the Constitution that says a man has to be outside of prison or not have criminal convictions to run, or woman. And so it's open for them to still contest the election. That's a bit nuts, isn't it? Well, I think when they wrote the Constitution, they never envisaged how far no. situations like this could evolve. Well, Phil, you may also have a, or you, you, you may have an appreciation, I guess, of the charges. I mean, it may not be your aspect area of law, but nonetheless, pretty interesting legal developments happening here, Phil. Yeah, well, well thank, thanks, Wallace, and you know, I absolutely defer to the experts on, on, on this, but mm. I, I guess to, the, one of the first principles, though, is you are, you are innocent until you're proven guilty, and, mm. and, the, and the timing is unfortunate um, in that it does allow uh, these claims to be dismissed uh, as electioneering or politicking. And that's a very good point, Al, and that was made uh, by uh, in the gentleman doing the statement that uh, it is an important reminder that uh, you are innocent or proven guilty. It's critical that he is innocent or proven guilty, but he has got four, if not five, trials to get through before the next election on November the 5th, and so that's a lot of legal proceedings. And it will prove difficult for the American public if he is found guilty, but the, what the bottom line here is it doesn't seem to be stopping support for the Republicans for Mr. Trump. And so he's still likely to be a very strong contender okay. for the election as it comes forward. Yes, I understand that he's is he top of the polls. And I think Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis is a distant second, as I believe, Al. But by a country mile. Gosh. He's carrying 53, 53% of the popular vote for the Republicans right now. Yeah. And so it's likely that he will be the, the nominated person to run forward, even if he does have these convictions. Is, is that some sort of moral deficiency, Al? I mean, you know, is, is the fact that he's the most likely to get the nod um, 
what does that say about the Republican, the whole Republican setup and the way that they will present someone to lead the country? I wouldn't say it's the whole Republican. I'd say it's the, a lot of Republicans who do agree that there was something wrong with the last election, and many of them feel sympathy for Mr. Trump and that he has been unfairly attacked for these things. So, Al, what happens next? Well, looking at January 15th is the Jean Carroll defamation case. March 25th, Stormy Daniels. May 20th is classified documents. In between all those three, you're going to see this January 6th inquiry come to fruition. And the next one you might see is the Georgia state might bring charges against them as well. Very good. That's Professor Al Gillespie um, uh, from uh, Waikato University, Professor of International Law there. And look, can I just say I'm absolutely loving the careers when I asked you, have you made a mid-career change? Uh, Mary says, I switched from freshwater ecologist to nursing. And it's great. Uh, Steve says, Wallace, I went from being a hairdresser to an IT guy in the 90s, uh, now to an academic philosopher and travelled the world speaking at conferences on the ethics of AI. That's pretty impressive. That's extraordinary. Mm. So very interesting. I cannot wait to talk to you about this. We're talking about that at 10 to 5. Uh, what is a career switch, mid-career switch, career switch that you made? Text me to 101 email the panel at rnz.co.nz. All right. Well, Phil, you haven't been on for a wee while, so why don't you kick off this afternoon with your uh, I've been thinking? Yeah, uh, my topic uh, that I've been thinking about, Wallace, is, is about resilience and and just thinking about um, how actually the, the different generations uh, that are around at the moment um, have, have an approach to it. And, and you think about, you know, my, my grandparents, you know, the war sort of generation and how, you know, resilience for them meant rationing and, you know, people going off to war and... And, and my generation, I, I think I'm Generation X, um, you know, we, we, we really just put our heads down and we just work really hard. And, and, uh, and this new generation coming through, um, probably uh, rightly or wrongly, uh, just um, take a bit more self-care, take a bit more, more time over things and, and don't push themselves perhaps over the limit like uh, some of the earlier generations do. I think it's a fascinating approach. Uh, the different approaches. It's interesting, isn't it? What do you think about that, uh, Alexia? We'll better get a bit of response on that, whether or not the millennials uh, actually step back a bit uh, and go, you know what, um, me first, please, because, uh, you know, um, what's well, you know it all what? about? They should. You know, the millennials and the Gen Zs. My husband and I are both Gen X. My husband has had five people that he went to school with commit suicide. And that is not unusual for a, a male of his age. And um, if the new generation has is able to see this and to put a stop on it and to look after their own mental health, then yay. It's good okay. Thing. Phil? Yeah, that's, um, that, that's where I was heading with this. And uh, no. uh, the, uh, uh, absolutely, I'd love to see the suicide uh, statistics come down and if this is going to have an impact on, if this if this is the attitudinal approach to take to achieve that, that's I'm fully in support. 
Yeah, interesting, interesting to hear a response on that, uh, whether or not there are generational uh, differences. Lovely, Phil. All right, um, Alexia Russell, I've been thinking. Well, talking about looking after yourself, um, uh, the only thing I'm thinking about is sunshine, right? Yeah. I'll tell you, I'm over it. <laughs> well, I went down to Christchurch for the weekend and it was sunny and I had forgotten what it was like to have Stop. four days of sunshine. Unless you're not going to, sorry, unless you're not going to a football match tonight. <laughs> yeah. Can you, can, can someone corroborate that? Corroborate that? Did, did Christchurch have four days of sun in a row? Yeah, because I don't Friday believe, to Monday inclusive. No, it was freezing you. in the morning, like it was minus three in the morning. But beautiful, beautiful sunny day. You t- are you talking about in a row? Yes. Yes, in a row. I know. It seems very <laughs> odd to us. But look, <laughs> you know, we were saying, and we'd be saying in lockdown, oh, um, you know, people will discover their own countries and, and the emissions will go down and people won't fly over to, you know, and, and the corporate people will do zoomies. And you know what? No. As soon as we realise that there's sunshine somewhere over there, we are going there. And um, Tom Kitchen actually did this in a detailed podcast for us this week. Last week? Can't remember. But, you know, I mean, I've got a sister living down in the swamp down the road that we call Hamilton, who's been sick all year yeah. from the cold. My son hasn't stopped coughing since about March. Yeah. Um, yeah, you yeah. know, we just cannot wait to... Um, you know, leave it's the country. Unbelievable. We're coming back. But and guess what? I'm coming with you. <laughs> Bali, here we come. Get this. Ian says, I went from managing the delivery of the previous home detention contract of the government to making small batch vinegars. It's so much sweeter, says Ian. The panel, RNZ National, loving your company, Phil Taylor, Alexa Russell with me this afternoon.